0: Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a veteran looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteam.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Shall I do the intro? Are you going to mess it up? (laughs) Yup. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy episode 25, a show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your co-host, Miss Mimi. I guess you didn't mess it up. (laughs) Nope. First try. One take wonder. That's like the first (laughs) time I've ever done it in one shot. I'm very happy. I'm very proud of myself. And I hope that all the listeners are proud of me, too. Uh, but no, welcome back to GeoJazzy. Uh, I'm... I fucked up the post-intro. Oh <laughs> <Aww>, man. <laughs> Mimi, help me. What have you been up to lately? That...
1: Uh... Nothing good. <laughs> nothing good? Nothing good. A little bit of, I guess, games and stuff here and there, but nothing nothing extraordinary i made mm. chicken i, I oven baked chicken tonight Ooh, that, that's some
0: pretty delightful stuff so did daddy but now we have to compare how it was like prepared and everything i mean mine
1: is meal prep chicken it's not exactly fancy but it's really good and our friends on the usual bet can vouch for me that it's really good Except so because she doesn't eat
0: meat. Oh, that's uh, true. Yeah, she's a picky eater.
1: You know, it's funny that, you know, I made that for the whole house. And realistically, she made it because we made three large chicken breasts. I just showed her how to make them by prepping one. She did the other
0: mm-hmm. two. So, huh. The girl that doesn't kinda- eat meat prepped chicken for the house. What kind of spices and situations do you have going on in there?
1: Uh, so this one is I do um, chopped garlic Ooh. with a little bit of very, very, very fine chopped onion. Has to be okay. red onion, has to be red onion because it's just better. A <laughs> um, little bit of salt and pepper. Salt is kind of negligible. It's the I just put um, salt and pepper because I have them already like mixed for me. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of paprika and a sprinkle of dillweed. Nice, I like and it. You bake it and it comes out perfect every time. It's li- You can't. Fu- you you can't fuck it up. You can't fuck it up. Oh, and you. Before you bake it, you spritz a little bit of uh, sesame oil on top.
0: Ooh, okay. Now it went up a notch. Yes, it's very good. Well, Daddy tonight, um, he said, what do you want for dinner? I said, we haven't done chicken in a while. He said, okay, what do you want for a side? I said, I don't know, rice. This man, I sit down at the table for my nap. He pulls out these two immaculately prepared rice chicken breasts that were wrapped in bacon and then he stuffed rice and spinach inside and it was so good i took a picture of it it might go on twitter later but i just like sliced down the middle and it's like you can see all the layers it was like it was almost like a burrito cut, but like in reverse because like the protein was on the outside and the carbs are on the inside it was so good
1: Last time I cooked something like that, I made a um, herb-encrusted asparagus and cream cheese-filled chicken. Mm. And then I made a wild mushroom risotto on the side.
0: Very nice. Because very nice. risottos are
1: really easy. Like, they're easy, but you can mess them up really
0: easily. I was going to say Hell's Kitchen would like to would would uh, beg to differ. Okay,
1: okay, but like for real, Hell's Kitchen is such a joke because I guarantee you every single person who has ever seen Hell's Kitchen or been on Hell's Kitchen has seen Hell's Kitchen before. And going into Hell's Kitchen, you should know. You should there know. There are literally three things that if you can't cook them, you're going to get fucked up. If you can't cook scallops, beef Wellington, or risotto, he's gonna fuck you up. So for real, why do people go on this show not being 1000% sure that
0: they can cook those three things? Well, you know, daddy and I were talking about that because there are some people on hell's kitchen that are very clearly like planted for like ratings that are like, like so bad. It's like comical. And then they keep them around in the seasons forever because, you know, they're really entertaining to watch fuck up and everything. And it's just like, Oh my God. Because some of them can't do scallops by, like, the end of the season. And it's just like, what are you doing? My favorite thing ever, actually, me and Daddy's favorite thing ever is, as we love Hell's Kitchen, but he, whenever Gordon gets mad and, like, slaps a fish or, like, a (coughs) salmon, it just goes, and it just splatters all over the kitchen. We just go nuts. We're just, like, hooting and hollering and, like, screaming, like, he slapped it's like our favorite thing in the world
1: it does him no credit too he's one of like he's such a sweet guy like I watched some of his personal um things that he does and like Like with his his, yeah and he goes out of his way to he did a a whole um program about like teaching easy quick and easy recipes to folks in prison yeah yeah I watched that he does such good stuff.
0: He's and a cool guy.
1: Putting him in that just super angry, ridiculous role does him just no justice. None. It's true. But what are you going to do?
0: What are you going to do? But yeah. So this is Dear <laughs> Jazzy, the cooking show. <laughs> you thought you came here to listen to us talk about sex and BDSM, but nope, we're talking about cooking. No. Uh,. <laughs> Miss Mimi, we have a Patreon. We do. Well, you do. Your name's. Yeah. Up. I mean, you're, <laughs> you're not wrong. patreoncom slash Starshine is how you can support the show. Fifteen dollars gets you some custom porn of whatever you want within my boundaries, sent to you and only you once a month. Ten dollars gets you uh, just some general porn that I make on a monthly basis. Five dollars gets you a set of nudes. Of and um, like lewds and nudes and picks that I take every month, and one dollar gets your name read on the show. So in the center tier, which is the $15 <laughs> and up wink tier, uh we have Daddy Gray who writes, quote My darling Jazzy is the cutest, leakiest little club but ever to Grace Elizabeth's ears, and I love her very much in all caps. Moving on, Uh, Princess Sarah writes uh, her shout out. Well, her shout out is by being yourself, you put something wonderful in the world that was not there before. And I, my dyslexia did not fail me like I thought it would. So that's good. Uh, Imp did not send in a shout out for this week. So get in on that dude. And then Wrath writes, in quotation marks, beans. Moving on to the $10 tier, who also get extended shoutouts of up to one sentence uh, Achilles and Brya, who also did not send in their shoutouts, which get on that, come on! In the $5 tier, oh, I just took a screenshot. <laughs> in the five dollar tier we have cloud puddles casa juice box lyra and phil 258 in the one dollar tier we've got jamie fluffy nate and twinkie fluff thank you all for supporting the show oh my god i'm getting i took another screenshot by accident this episode is great uh let's get right left
1: alone she just she needs somebody over her shoulders all the damn time
0: it's true i need like a fisher price keyboard like the step two keyboard or something
1: You clearly just need yourself a leapfrog.
0: I clearly just... No, I need a pickster is what I need.
1: I don't even think you can go that far. You just need one of those, like, really, like, old-school, just music box record players made by Fisher-Price, and you can just sit there in your corner and listen to the music.
0: I absolutely had one of those growing up. I totally have one. Oh, awesome! Like as an adult looking back, and more importantly, as like a as like a certified sound engineer looking back at those those quote quote records, were not hard to make. And no. it, I got to thinking, like, how difficult would it be to like feasibly three D print a record? And then in my mind, I just got the image of like killing in the name on a Fisher Price. <laughs> a record player like that is the most raw thing I think I've ever thought of in my life some of the pieces that oh go ahead oh I was just saying like now I need a 3d printer
1: (laughs) some of the pieces that I've I've written I actually wrote specifically so that they can be translated onto like music box type thing but oh they're expensive as fuck
0: yeah they are (laughs) shit <laughs> that's why you need yeah get a 3d printer uh
1: you know but i think you know with all the old toys and stuff that w- my my you know um my mom still has all the toys from like my childhood and that for the daycare right mm-hmm. and uh she's still got all the plastic mcdonald's food toys like, all those super crazy limited edition ones. Yeah. Just kicking around because, you know, why not? And she's so she's so ridiculous and hilarious that when McDonald's released those funny, like, you know, dress up your chicken nugget action figure toys, she's just like, well, they're chicken nuggets. We'll throw them in with the rest of the food. <laughs> no. And somehow... No. I, I don't know if it's the kids or if she just stopped caring, but somehow half of those pieces of food end up in the toy dryer all the time. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: oh, no. Your when you're when
1: in doubt and you go into that room and you something is not where it's supposed to be. First question. Is it big enough that it won't fit in the toy washer or dryer? Yes. Well, you're shit out of luck. No, it's small enough. It's probably in there. (laughs) (laughs) Why do things just
0: wind up in the dryer? I think it's because they don't want to put them where they're supposed to go. I mean, that's valid. That's big brat energy. I mean. It doesn't get far with me. (laughs) (laughs) So we have some questions this episode. We have a lot of questions this episode. We do. We have lots of questions, as we always do, because we are an advice show. Actually, according to our first question, Shazzy, we're still a food show. (laughs) Are we? Oh, no, I see it. I see it. Let her rip. Dear Mick, Mick Jazzy, what's your favorite food and what's your favorite
1: little food? I'm interested to know what difference there differences there are between these things. I'm Mick loving it. Lems, she, her. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh favorite food pizza favorite little food also pizza next question no uh but in all seriousness favorite little food probably has to be grilled cheese which you know the difference between grilled cheese and pizza fucking nothing especially when you have tomato soup to dip it in <laughs> like for real <laughs> that's how much of like that's how much of like a casual adult i am it's like my favorite food is like Jazzy, food. I, got,
1: I gotta make you my tomato soup and grilled cheese from scratch oh yes please i make a five cheese garlic bread grilled cheese sandwich <gasps> with a tomato and basil bisque oh
0: it's like something else drag me to heaven
1: yeah, it's pretty good. I don't I I don't think I can comment on favorite little food because frankly I'm favorite little food to make, I guess everything. I don't <laughs> My favorite food though, you can't go wrong with a nice cedar board baked
0: piece of salmon. Huff. Plus mm. one. A little Jazzy bit of garlic. Garlic
1: butter, lemon, a mm. mm. little bit of parsley mixed in there.
0: Mhm. Mm. Yeah, I'm here for it. So we're a food show. We're a food show. (laughs) (laughs) We are a food show. Uh, If I were to pick, like, one food that was very, like, cut and dry, like an adult food, like this is a food for adults. Um, I'm actually looking at the wine bottle that accompanied this exact meal. Uh, I love, 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 love going to this place in Cleveland. I'm not going to say a name because it, like, reveals personal information about my life and whatever but it's a really fancy place daddy and i well daddy took me there for our very first date ever and this place was like he dropped like four hundred dollars on dinner on the on the first date and just like if this isn't a good sign i don't know what is i told my mom and she was like oh my god date him date him now but um it was scallops for the appetizer like big scallops not like the tiny little ones from red lobster no like full size like kitchen nightmares hell's kitchen like big old fucking scallops
1: so ocean scallops okay
0: yes not the tiny ones big ones those are bay scallops valid and then for the main course it was a perfect filet mignon medium rare or rare depending on how spicy i'm feeling uh i had Oh, what did I have to drink? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I had moscato that night. Didn't you just it's... talk about looking at the bottle of wine that went with this this meal? I, I... Oh, <laughs> sorry, it was a Pinot. Is a Pinot, not a Moscato. Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio? A Pinot Noir. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. It was nice. So and then dinner was a crumb brulee. And it was oh, that dinner will always like stick in my memory. So that is my favorite type of like grown up, like decidedly adult food.
1: Do you know how you can tell if a if a filet mignon is cooked absolutely perfectly?
0: By uh, doing the thing where you like put your index finger to your thumb and then you feel like the muscle in between. I, I mean yes, but like
1: there's, it's exclusive basically to filet mignon
0: is when it's cookly, you can basically cut through it with a spoon. You know, that's very true. That's very true. Uh, it's, it's pretty magical. My bio parents are not a fan of medium rare or rare meat. So they would, you know, beg to disagree on that. And to that, I say they're very, very wrong. But yeah, no, that is the mark of a good steak as if it just like falls up right mm-hmm. apart. So...
1: Hopefully no more f- now, food questions. Now that everybody's hungry. Now that everyone's um, hungry. Let's move let's move on to the next question. Yes, please. Um <laughs> This is from Cloud Puddles. She, her. We love Cloud Puddles here. We do. Dear Jazzington puppy pants, the first of her name and protector of puddles. Well, I mean, at least you're not making puddles. Wow. Um and Maple Mom of the North.
0: <laughs> I love how what ma- are... Maple Mom mm-hmm. has like stuck.
1: Yeah, I had a title card in chat like a, like a week ago it was like Miss Mimi, Mommy Overlord, Maple Mom of the North, Canadian Cheetah Mom, Maker of Lullabies. <laughs> there was just this long thing and somebody's like, you're going to need a bigger title card <laughs> Canadian
0: Cheetah Mom. That's a new one.
1: Yes. Yes. yes
0: so what does cloud puddles so, write
1: what are some little quote unquote tells or mannerisms you or others have that you or others find charming or cute
0: So my little gaydar is the question uh but in all seriousness I think some of like I'm super oblivious like I didn't know how to discern if someone was drunk or high until I was like 23. So a lot of things just go sailing right over my head. Um, But there are some things. The other part is I don't really like making assumptions, but I can absolutely speak to my tells. Um, I fidget a lot. And if I'm especially like fidgeting with like my feet or my shoes or like my toes or something, or like I'm, you know what I mean? When I say like the little stance where it's just like knees together, heels apart, and it's just, like, the feet are, like, facing inwards towards each other. And it's, like, super, like, subby and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I absolutely do that. I've heard it described as, like, the Rugrats stance. And I was, like, that's unbelievably accurate as well. Um, So that's one. I'm also extremely, like, <laughs> I'm at the mercy of my oral fixation 24-7. So that's another thing. If I'm, like, if I'm, like, putting things in my mouth which i have a story about that because <laughs> we went to uh, karaoke one night this is before covid but um some irl friends and daddy and i like some of his like adult friend group we went out to as we do we like going out to karaoke at this one like really weird bar it's like not a bar where you would want to be like Chewing on the pen caps, but there I was chewing on the pen caps and I kept like grabbing pens out of my hands. It's just like, stop it! Stop putting shit in your mouth. It's just like, I can't. I literally don't know when I'm doing it. So that's definitely like a thing. Or like <laughs> when I'm like, when there's like an extra bounce in my step or anything like that. Or like certain speech patterns. But what. What would you say? Because you are a professional mommy, not just a mommy, a professional mommy.
1: I mean, it really depends on the person and it depends on. The kind of little space they get into. So I remember one big one that comes across as playing with your hair. Yes, I know. um, A little boy who does this thing where he like you can tell when he's starting to like slide a little bit into little space cuz he'll sit at his desk and he'll put his he'll put his chin into the palm of his hand mm-hmm. and he'll just do that thing where like you know you're like leaning on the on your hand elbow on the desk like you're just kind of like looking off into space mm-hmm. and then if you watch his other hand his index finger just tightly curls just one curl in his hair just round and round and round and round uh and it's super cute because basically from there, when he's there, you can just turn around and be like, oh, and then the slide. It's like, it's like if you walked up to him and slapped his arm out from underneath his chin, his face would hit the desk and boom, he's in little space. <laughs> um, one of my exes, uh, before they cut their hair, um, they had fairly like long ish hair. Um, they used to play with their pigtails a lot and just kind of like more just tactile just feeling them right um you can also tell like depending on situation and like where you're at like one of my favorite things um to do I think I mentioned this in a different episode is like when you're out and about And somebody's in little space, you know, you can turn around and be like, you hold to the cart or you hold on to me. Right.
0: In that exact tone.
1: When they start doing that by themselves. Typically, when they hold on to the like the hem of your jacket. It's usually a pretty good indicator as well. And the thing about tells is sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. It's not like we're playing poker when all of the tells are, you know fairly reliable but there's there's good litmus tests to test how potent the tell is and if it's if there's gonna be some major shrinkage going on Mm -hmm. so I mean yeah
0: and you know oh man I just lost it I had it on the tip of my tongue and it's just like whoop oh no I got it back I got it back (laughs) um another one for me is when uh because I'm usually you know holding daddy's hand if we're walking around somewhere as every little should and one thing that he and I have noticed is that sometimes I'll hold on to just like one or two of his fingers and that's like a dead giveaway like for yeah. both of us I can it's see just that. it's just so cute because it's just like my hand is tiny and I can only wrap it around one of your fingers and it's so cute
1: you know it's funny because you can actually you can take these tells and mannerisms and then use them for your benefit Mm -hmm. I say benefit but like okay it's definitely for my benefit if I'm like as much of a sadist as I claim to be (laughs) (laughs) but like I have a friend who when she's like teetering on little space she just kind of like not like chews or like pulls or tears or anything but she just kind of like like holds her bottom lip between her teeth And she just kind of like, like, holds it, uses her muscles to like pull it and then let it go kind of thing, kind of like that rubber band effect. And so Mm -hmm. the way you turn that around and use that to my advantage is you go up to her and you get you get right up at eye level. And then you gently put your, yeah you cup the bottom of her chin. And then you put your thumb right on the bottom of her lip. You look her straight in the eyes and you just go open
0: melt and then <laughs> gone oh my god i got shivers <laughs> I, I got a little chill up my spine it's so good so oh man <laughs> oh that's good that's really good
1: all about that voice though
0: all about that voice for real
1: that's good i think i think that's about all i got though
0: i uh yeah. next question then <laughs> i think my favorite part of these
1: questions is just how people ask them like just how yeah. they start them like dear jazzy and mother cheetah mimi may i <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it's it's quickly becoming my favorite part of making this show <laughs>
1: What do you think is a good way for someone to begin self-care? I've never been able to really do self-care without someone without feeling guilty because my energy isn't going to someone else. Please send help. This is from Princess Rebecca. Also, P.S. Jazzy is a cute little mud puppy. Pronouns Where? she her. Pronouns uh, she I
0: think. One place to begin self-care is to realize that while you may not be putting one certain kind of energy into someone else, you're putting you know, another type of energy into someone and that's like you opening yourself up and being vulnerable. And if you don't even if you don't realize it, that's still putting energy into someone else that probably like really appreciates it. There's like a very very powerful it's very powerful to feel completely vulnerable with someone else and it just creates this <clears throat> this feeling in the other person where it just helps you bond. I feel like I'm not being excruciatingly clear, but it's just like so profound.
1: See? And I
0: think that's somewhere where you can begin self-care, is realizing that you know you're not you know a pain or a bother and that even in Like seeking care from someone else that someone else could be receiving energy from you that they really appreciate
1: I think it's worth mentioning that you know I I get it and I feel a a lot in the same vein that you know when you want to give your energy to other people it's hard to give energy to yourself and the thing that you got to remember you can't from an empty cup yes so 100 by giving energy to yourself you're actually preparing yourself to give energy to others because if you're set and okay then you're that much more able to give your energy to others and places to start like self-care is super super personal and it's all about The kinds of things that just bring you joy or the kinds of things that just kind of help you relax. Like for me, if I need to do self-care and I just need to veg out and do my own thing, first thing I do, I will grab the hottest shower that I possibly can. Mm. I'll get some really nice like because, you know, that that amazing feeling when you get you get your hot shower, hot, 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 hot. Anyway, so um, <laughs> feeling hot, hot, hot. I mean, there's there's two ways you go with that because you know you're feeling hot, hot, hot. It's getting hot in here. But anyway, so take so-
0: off all your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> what so- is this podcast?
1: It's a cooking show. Come on, we it's went a over cooking show. This is <laughs> a cooking show. So basically, you get that your your body temperature goes through the roof because you just get out of that hot shower, and then you get all of that beautiful, cool air that just BAM right into your body. This really refreshing, beautiful feeling. Get something light, something not, not super thick, not super heavy. And just wear that, you know, it's, it's nice. It's breezy. It's cool. It doesn't clog down the temperature of your body. And then just do something relaxing. Like from there, honestly, it's kind of corny and weird, but I'll just lie on hardwood floor for like an hour. Oh, yeah, no,
0: I'm... It's totally the best a floor thing dweller. ever.
1: Like, just lie straight on your back, just flat. Make sure everything is kind of, like, straight and... Well... Ha. Huh. Straight Nothing as you can... Is, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm just... You know, anyway, so just lie flat on your back and just kind of, like, take it in. And somebody... um, When I used to work night shifts um, a few years ago and I was having trouble sleeping, somebody told me this, and I have never had trouble sleeping or getting to sleep since. And when you find that position that you're comfortable in. Don't try not to worry about actually going to sleep or relaxing, or whatever you're trying to think about doing. Just let your body and let the weight of your body kind of sink into the floor, sink Mm -hmm. into your mattress. Like just feel like you you can, you know when you're doing it, like when you put your feet on the ground and you go, you know, ragdoll, you're letting yeah. the weight of your body just sink into the the surface that you're, you're putting your feet on. So do the same when you're lying down. Just let your body sink into it and just focus on your breathing. Long, deep, easy breaths, the best you can do. And boom, I guarantee you, you're gonna find ways To just calm down, bring that that heart, that resting heart rate down and just take in the feeling of just being there. And having the combination of that hot and cool air from the shower, it it's like
0: fucking magic. (laughs) It is. And this sounds really similar to the um, meditation (coughs) advice I gave Fluffy Nate a little bit ago, I think like a week or so ago.
1: I don't think I was there for that. So, oh, no, this
0: was, this was in DMs.
1: Okay, so I definitely wasn't there for that, and I'm not
0: stealing her ideas. <laughs> Indeed, no. Uh, yeah, no, that sounds, like, positively meditative. And, you know, I think meditation would be a good place to start when it comes to self-care. Kind of roping the, it back to the beginning there.
1: Best I, advice I can give? Find the things that help you relax and if they help you relax that's always a good sign yes. unless you're doing something crazy illegal and that helps you relax in which case you might want
0: to rethink your actions <laughs> unless it's drugs i'm okay crazy
1: just immoral yeah crazy illegal immoral and just downright wrong like there are things that we just yes. really couldn't do and if that relaxes you, again, please rethink your actions. But, like, I'm not going to. There's a lot of things that are illegal that shouldn't be. So whatever. Like human sacrifice. We're going to
0: agree to disagree. <laughs> I hope you know I'm not being serious. Mm-hmm. Death silence. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the next question? What's the next question?
1: Ooh, I like this question.
0: So, dear
1: jazzy and classy Canadian cheetah. Right. Catching on. Uh, Actually, cool thing about cheetahs, did you know that uh, there's a large portion of their tail that's flat because they use it as a rudder to steer themselves when they're running at high speeds? Fun fact. I did know that. What do you think is the most underrated, under discussed caregiver skill? What are the smaller aspects of a little dynamic that need more love? Best from Jamie, quality cat girl, pronouns she, her.
0: Quality cat girl. I think the most, with a K. With a K, quality cat girl. <laughs> I think the most underrated and criminally under, under discussed uh, caregiver skill is the ability to like read your little without having to like ask them how they're doing but just like knowing like being able to read their body language being able to read their like tonality being able to just read them and know what they need and that is such like such a thing like daddy's really good at this uh, my uncle Nif is really good at this you are really good at this like that is a mark of a really really good caregiver in my personal opinion is one who can just like read a lo- and this also goes for Doms and subs like a Dom being able to read a sub and knowing what they need like that is such a huge thing and also kind of a turn on for me it's just like oh my god communication without even communicating
1: <laughs>
0: I'll agree to that
1: I think that that's like one of the the big things that's underrated and under-discussed, for sure. Um, I really think a lot of tactile things are mm-hmm. underrated and under-discussed. Like, certain tones, tones of voices, um, when it comes to, like, tactile things. The ability to do things like... Know... And this kind of goes down back to knowing your little... Inside and out, but knowing how to assemble outfits that your little is going to like melt over, mm-hmm. being able to do things like do hair, be able to give a good bath. Um, I'm a personal, you know, pro- like being able to f- feed your little in a specific in specific ways that make yes. everybody have fun and feel comfortable because. If you don't, yeah. And what it all boils down to, I think, the other giant, underdiscussed and underrated skill is the ability to be genuinely involved and enthused in what is going on. Yes. For example, you know, it's really easy if, say, your little spends hours co- coloring pictures for you while you're working and you come out of work exhausted, low spoons, you know, it's really easy to kind of brush that off. And, or any, any situation that they're excited about or they want to share with you, it's easy for us to come across as disinterested or not involved and that's heartbreaking. Like, you can Mm -hmm. see that energy balloon just start deflating when you kind of deflect that kind of energy. But the ability to be enthusiastic and involved and just there and share that energy is such a huge deal. You can, with that skill alone, you can turn 95% of interactions into amazing interactions.
0: That is so true. And, like, another personal anecdote is, like, as you know from our conversations, Daddy is extremely busy all the time and extremely occupied with everything all the time and is always really stressed out. But literally any time I present him with, like, a thing I made, whether it be, like, a Lego Sculpture or like a new drawing Just like boom immediately on the fridge Or like immediately taking a picture Of what I made him And just like It's really really cool It's almost as if like Me doing the thing like gives him a little bit of energy And it's really really sweet and wholesome yeah. so, But that's absolutely a skill
1: I uh Was talking to somebody very special to me and we were talking pokemon stuff Mm -hmm. and i was looking for a very particular pokemon with very particular stats and very particular whatever it was so cute jazzy she went and she found it caught it saved it and then as soon as i got up the next morning she's like you me trade let's go come on i won <laughs> oh and i got my my big old fancy butterfly. oh it's very cute that's the sweetest thing oh my god that's and so wholesome and it's hard to like do something like take pictures or whatever like i could take screenshots and that but the best way to be enthused and in engaged is that Butterfree rarely leaves my Pokemon party mm-hmm. it's fun I, I it's just you know think and like one of my favorite examples of it is think about changing somebody's diaper mm-hmm. it can go one of a handful of ways now I'm not going to like it's a very intimate moment and it can be very awkward and I'm not going to say that awkward is not always like that. Awkward is always a bad thing because like, think about it like this. If you are kind of only, obviously little space is very vulnerable Mm -hmm. and it's a very, you know, tricky space to navigate. And so if you're little, if the little is feeling kind of unsure, they want to press that and they want to like, crack the door open a little bit and so like they ask and you know you're in the position to change them right and you want to make sure that you're treading carefully and being careful you know it might be a little awkward because it's it may be the first time that you're you're doing this with them like there's reasons it can be awkward so uh, what i'm trying to get awkward is not necessarily bad right but when you're really comfortable with somebody and you know changing them is is just it's part of the routine you know how they are you it's it's an intimate and it's a special moment between the two of you being enthusiastic and engaged you know raspberries on the tummy or so different tones of tones of voice or just anything you can do to kind of engage that situation like it makes a difference And obviously that is tailored to the experience of your little, but like it really does it. There's different things that you can do to make that situation better, more memorable, more comfortable for the little in question. And if you don't have that engagement, the whole thing is just kind of awkward. And when's it going to be over? Right. Right. So like the enthusiasm and the engagement is so much more important than you know people realize.
0: No, that's really well put, like that, and like you're saying, just the intimacy and the vulnerability, which goes back to the even earlier question, is like such a profound thing.
1: Hmm. Um. So... So I don't know if I have anything else
0: to say on that. I think we covered that that was pretty good. Yeah. I would say so. Next question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see it too. I see it too.
1: Dear doggo and company. Why do I feel like I'm in Oliver and company now? <laughs> <laughs> Jazzy and company. I'm just saying, like Oh. I've got music in my head now. Okay. as a, <laughs> You're welcome. It's so good, though. It is. So as a little trying to make more little friends, what are your biggest pet peeves exhibited by other littles? I don't mean in regards to anyone in particular, but rather just widely done no-nos that you've experienced when interacting with other littles. Many thanks, Jamie. Rawr nuzzle nuzzle she her
0: no you forgot that's not that's rar xd spelled r-a-w-r rar xd nuzzle nuzzle (laughs) she her so my biggest pet peeve is this right here hey hi 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 hey hey what's up you online why won't you respond to me Fuck you, you fucking bitch. You won't respond to me. You think you're better than me. Blocked and reported. And it's like, no, please don't do that. Please do not hit up someone with just a hey. Because Unless you
1: know them. If you're very close with them and like that's a thing that you do, that's fine. But if you're not, if you've never spoken to somebody, don't do that.
0: Uh, Daddy just walked into the deer Jazz studio buck ass naked. I'm very OK with this. Ooh, damn that ass. So that clap was his booty. I'm sorry. Did you, this is did you clap the cheeks? No, he clapped his own cheeks. <laughs> this is a very, very important detour that we're taking. We're going to go right back to. Ooh, yeah. Shake it. I'm really happy. This is an audio show. I love you, sweetie. Oh, you just shot a wink at me. I'm melting. OK, back to the question. Uh, yeah. No, don't do that. Do not hit up unless you know them and they know you, do not hit someone with just, hi. 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 That is the easiest and fastest way to end up on a block list. It's, It's not even funny how effective it is if you want to get blocked by someone, because it is just so annoying and so awkward, because the message that is sent when someone does that is just like, Hey. And then you respond, "Hi. What's up?" "Not much. How about you?" "Nothing much." Silence. A week later, "Hey. And and you do the cycle over and over again, and it's just like it's tiring because in that situation, you are the one that has to push the conversation forward." You're the one that has to do all of the work and it just drains spoons and is awful and awkward. And please don't do it. Like I, by principle, do not respond to these messages. And there are so many people in my DMS. I have like a backlog of muted DMS that have the, the biggest one has up to 30 messages and every single one of them. Hi, 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 hi. Don't do that. Please, for the love of fuck, don't do that that is my biggest pet peeve as you can see it's a very big pet peeve also don't grab my boobs without asking that's another thing i mean
1: i feel like that's a that's a thing that that goes beyond just other littles um just i'm just gonna say it doesn't matter if you're little or not don't grab somebody's boobs without asking
0: yeah that's just a general rule (laughs) <laughs> but I would think that a kink community would be better about that. Turns out they're often worse. <laughs> you would think. One would think. Anywho, I, whew, I feel so much better after venting that. Speaking of like pet peeves and messages, yes.
1: Ignoring people's titles and and, and relationships, like yes. Like I can't even tell. We talked about this with Sky and. I can't tell you the number of messages I get. Mommy. Do you want to do diaper play? The fuck? Who the fuck are you? What do you? I had one guy straight up like clockwork would message me twice a month and ask me to mommy him. God. And I just didn't bother blocking him because I'm just like, is this is. Are you for real? <laughs> you want to see, like, how long it would go. Six months later. What? He's still going. And I said, I don't have time for this shit. And I just, just block report, whatever. But, like, there's so many. And, like. Don't start your conversations off with kink for the love of fuck. Like, unless you're in a specific scenario that there is kink going on. Like if you're just don't like if you're at a little party and you're both in little space and you're making a friend and you're talking about little stuff that you both enjoy fine. Cool. You're in that, you're in the headspace. Absolutely. Just don't be creepy about it.
0: Like in that situation,
1: I'm sorry, go ahead. The number of times that people reach out or start conversations or, and just lead with King or lead with like, Oh, diapers, huh? Sexy. Fuck off. I'm a human being and like, I'm not a fetish dispenser. If you want to get to know me, try getting to know me. There's a reason why my profile is like seven novels long.
0: (laughs) For real. It's just, (laughs) oh God. I think I've, I've already told the story on the podcast about the guy who I thought was cool and I wanted to meet up with him at MFF, and, and he just talked about diapers the entire goddamn time, and it was really awkward. I, I just... Uh... But yeah, no. Going back, the situation that you outlined, if you are meeting someone, if you're at a play party in Little Space, do you know what the appropriate introduction to someone is? Hey, I have a green crayon, and you have the purple crayon. I need the purple crayon. Do you want my green Yes? Okay. We're friends now. That's appropriate. It's not appropriate to come up to someone and go, hey baby girl, you like messing your diapers. And it's just like, no. Stop see, it. Stop see. being weird.
1: <laughs> and then there's people like me who we make friends with. <laughs> one of my closest friends is like one of the biggest extroverts you will just ever meet in your life. And, you know, there's... there's you know just me sitting there minding my own business doing the thing and she comes over she sits down hi and then we just <laughs> and it's like okay sure we're you know we're friendly you know okay so we start talking you know we're talking about music we're talking about whatever and it, the conversation is starting you can you can kind of like feel it's starting to come to a good stopping point and she's like great we're best friends now and i'm like oh my God. okay and we've been best friends ever since. <laughs> All right. I can respect that. She's she's something else. Honestly, like, we call her the French Vanilla. Because, oh, like, her. she's kink aware. She's not, like, into kink, but she's super respectful and kink aware and, like, is very supportive. So we call her French Vanilla. And, like, a kid you not, she's, like, mommy dom material that's, like, getting like shelf shelf level of like miss lemon and me oh she's just not kinky and i'm like you have no idea how insanely how you popular are. you would be if
0: you were kinky <laughs> you just... have no idea how many littles would be all up in your dms i think she would prefer that they weren't (laughs) she's not no blamer she's
1: not subtle (laughs) she'll she'll rip you a new asshole for saying how are you if you don't be respectful good i love her she's wonderful and if you're listening you rock so does she listen to the show I have two friends that I consider French Vanilla. One of them definitely does listen to the show, and I bet you she's probably listening to this episode. And she's fantastic, and she's my work wife, so it's it's good. Oh, that's right! You're telling me about
0: work wife. And
1: you know, we love her. She's wonderful. And other other bestie. Well, she's she's fantastic too. And she, she, I don't know if she listens. I don't think she has. She's never around. (laughs) She's so busy saving lives and shit. <laughs> She's in med school. Ah, uh, <laughs> gotcha. But, yeah, no, I'd say, like, seriously, just, like, you can't stress it enough. If you're trying to make friends, especially little friends, just be kind, be Please. gentle, and don't be a fucking creep. <laughs> Oh, most importantly, please, please, for the love of God, do not try and pull caregiver attention from somebody.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. For the love of God,
1: the number of times I have seen situations going on. And then just scores of littles that want to be involved. And it's like, I get that you want to be involved. And sometimes... In certain situations, it can be appropriate. Like, if there's a story time, or if there's something that you can have multiple people, but for the love of Christ... If... If something is going on that... I'm going to be real, using the excuse, well, I didn't know it was so personal, is the biggest bullshit answer I've ever heard in my life.
0: Yeah. If something
1: is going on, and you're not sure if you should not be inv- if you should be involved. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be,
0: be involved. involved. Like... So- for fuck's sake, read the room, please. It
1: is a curated, intimate, and very, very closely bonded relationship style. Do not push yourself into somebody else's situation, please.
0: Fuck. <laughs> Did I tell you about the time when I was at um, the local dungeon? Shout out, uh, Cleveland's Academy of Fetish Arts. Wink. Um, I was at the local dungeon over in like, de- this was in like December or something. We were having like a Christmas meetup because we're a family there at that dungeon. Uh, da- Daddy wasn't there with me, but uh, someone was there babysitting me. Deadass asked me, asked my babysitter like three times if he could change him. And all three times he's like, no. Second time, I already said no thank you. Third time, actually got like mad like hey you need to stop asking me consent was not given and and it was just so frustrating because it's like can you not see I'm trying to color some shit and show my babysitter like please fuck off
1: you know there was uh uh, I used to be a community leader in one of the um uh former ABDL communities that I was a part of Mm mm-hmm and because we had, like, a bunch of people with public jobs and stuff, we did, like, we we vetted people before we let them go to our munch. That's good. Because, you know, typically munches are fairly public and you don't need, like, a heavy vetting to go to a munch. Right. But certain situations, certain precautions need to be taken. I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm not risking people who have been in this community for 10 years, whatever, getting fired... We're getting in trouble because you couldn't keep your mouth shut. Yes, so I I did a lot of vetting and there was this one person. Oh, my lord. I still have the DMs and it's just (sighs) spicy. Spice. (laughs) So it was the one month that I just wasn't able to make the play party and so generally our rule was you get vetted then you have to attend a munch then you can attend a play party sure i don't know why the exception was made i I, and frankly i don't care for whatever reason the exception was made and this person went straight from i guess straight from vetting i didn't vet this person one of the other leaders did which again i trust their judgment but went straight to a play party and i'm like okay uh i wasn't there but i've never had so many fucking complaints and it got to the point where the community leader that was hosting the play party asked me to take care of it because they didn't know what to do wow so i go and handle it and i tell them i'm like listen you know what based on all the complaints i got your your ass is on probation You're only going to munches. And then if you can prove to me that you can, you know, go to a munch and not have this many people complaining about you, we'll talk about you going to a play party again. And the excuses come out and he's like, in all of this, I told him once, I'm like, here's how this is going to go. You're going to either accept this or I'm going to ban you from the community because the shit that you pulled is unacceptable. Mm Mm-hmm. He kept pushing, so I banned him. Not once. But twice. Was I then threatened with physical violence. Are you shitting me? Okay. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. Ugh. I then find out through a mutual friend, apparently, they that you know this person was trying to make friends with. They ended up hanging out, went over to this person's house. This guy doesn't bother to actually have his own supplies. He kind of just begs and tries to pawn off of other people. Are you serious? hmm Straight up just pees on this girl's kitchen floor.
0: Excuse me?
1: And then tries to, you know... Oh, it was... <sighs> and so I got that complaint, and then I find this out. And uh, I find this out because a few weeks after that incident... Me and this friend are having lunch together and she's like, you know, this person. And I'm like, oh, God, why? And. <laughs> so I tell her everything that happened and she goes, "Yep, that that feels like it tracks because uh, she tells me what happened. And I'm like, oh, and she turns to me dead ass and she's like. He's also basically trying to tell me not to be friends with you, and I'm just like, oh, that's good. That's Yikes. great. And so it just keeps escalating and the he keeps changing his fetlife name hoping oh. that something's going to change. It's <laughs> and, not. And so the the line is finally drawn. <laughs> God. What There the there is two, two steps to this line, okay? So he goes and dismiss like tries to make his own community
0: and messages
1: (laughs) one of my very, very dear friends. And, you know, talks about it. So she messages me and, you know, she asks him, she's like, so why were you banned? Oh, well, we got in a fight. It was a big misunderstanding. And I'm just like... And so before (laughs) she answers him, she messages me. She's like, do you know this person? I'm like, yep. How big a fight? And I just... Gave her the triple dots. <laughs> I see, and then she texts. <laughs> I her, see her response, and she's like, "Listen, Mimi and I are fantastic friends, and she's got the patience of a patron saint. If you pissed her off, you fucked up, and you ain't getting another chance." <laughs> Blocked. Boom. The line in the sand where it ended ended was. And this is why I can't stress, guys, enough. Don't be creepy. Know your boundaries. This fucker, who I have never talked to in person ever, found me and messaged me on FetLife to do all of this and then all this shit happens and then get shut down by one of my closest friends. Yeah. Following this info, he goes and finds me on Facebook. What? And is like,
0: How? Don't,
1: don't freak out. Fucking what? So I
0: shut him down beyond, beyond hard. Like, I was done. What the fuck do you mean, don't freak out? You tracked my Facebook.
1: So, uh, yeah, that was a thing. Please don't be creepy, guys. Just, just
0: don't. don't. And girls and non-binary people, don't be freak. Don't don't be creepy. Everybody, don't be creepy. Don't be a dick.
1: Don't be just... And just trust me when I say you don't want me to tell you off because I'm not nice when I do it. It's true. Please don't make me be that person. And I'm not... I, I think we're going to end that question there because we've been on a very long rant about... Or I've been
0: on a very long rant about it. And just don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> It's not a rant if it's worth the time. And even then, there are rants that are worth the time. But either way, I don't care. This was a good talk. Next question.
1: (sighs) (laughs) The intros are the best part. It's true. Dearest Stinker Jazzy and Miss Overlord Mom. (laughs) I get the best titles. I'm just saying. You do. Uh, Do you have any advice for bottoms looking for tops? My polycule is looking for a good dom who can snuggle all three of us and have fun. We're, we've we looked for a while, and it's rather difficult. Please give your holy advice. This is from Rebecca, princess of princesses, she, her.
0: So I have an admission. When I first read this question, it read very similar to another piece of advice I gave out in a different medium. Uh, my band is looking for a bassist, and it's like There don't seem to be many bassists in Cleveland, but I'm really looking for one. Do you know where I can find one? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it's like trying to like find... Because, you know, being in a band is very much like being in a poly relationship. And being in a poly relationship is absolutely 100% like being in the band.
1: I just want to like... God, I have so much to say on this. Please do. (laughs) There's advice that I can give about when you're talking to somebody potential and I'd, I want to clarify like are you looking for a top to join your polycule or are you looking for a top that can play with the polycule but is not involved in the polycule so like there's different ways of going about that The latter of those two decidedly is easier (laughs) than the former just because of the lack of specific commitment because that takes a lot of trust that takes a lot of time you know if there's no real right or no that's not the way i want to put that there's no formula to going looking for somebody the best advice i can give is know what you want know what you're looking for and know how to communicate that so you can do the personals ads if you want you can meet people in person which is usually the best way to go Mm -hmm. you know meet at events meet at munches meet at wherever if you're ldr um be a little bit different a little bit trickier but like trying to just meet people on the level you know and um take it slow ask questions ask always questions. for the... just always ask questions because like questions like you know you can ask questions about uh all kinds of stuff but the things that are like the big ticket questions and the things that are good questions to ask that if you get certain kinds of answers big red flags you can you can and I know that these kinds of questions put some people off because you're like I don't want to ask that that feels awkward I get it I get that it feels awkward but these kinds of questions will tell you the fantastic doms and tops from the not as great ones because if you turn around and ask somebody for example what kinds of non-kinky things do you bring to a scene you want to hear things like safety scissors, first aid kit, water, snacks, all that good shit for aftercare, for safety, all of that stuff. Those are important. You don't want somebody who's so focused on the scene that they forget all of the safety. You want to um, ask
0: questions? Mimi, I yeah? did not. He- I did not hear aftercare blankie in your aftercare kit, and I'm very disappointed.
1: This is called an, an, an annotated list. <laughs> including an aftercare blanket for Jazzy's purposes because she wants it there yes asking questions like don't be afraid to ask you know a prospective top or dom about their previous sub you can always tell problems are ahead if they refuse to talk about their previous sub and don't give you like legit reasons like right my if you if they came my previous sub is military and her information is very private i can't really talk about her okay i'll accept that but if they just straight up refuse to talk about them or only talk negative things it kind of makes me wonder what's going on asking a question like why did you and your previous partner split like if they were if there was a dynamic going on what like what happened Mm. these are kinds of questions you know that make a difference because they tell you about how they respond to tough questions and if they can't give you legitimate or at least you know sensible answers those are some red flags that you got to be aware of because like that's you know you're it as far as a polycule goes you're not just talking your safety you're talking the safety of everybody else involved right so knowing the right questions to ask is a huge deal and i mean some questions are kind of awkward i'm not going to lie to you like asking somebody You know, tell me about your experience as a dom. Like, did you? Where did you learn? What have you taught you? You know, do you have a mentor? Like all of this kind of stuff. While it feels very probing and potentially a lot of information to ask from somebody, you gotta remember too, if they're not willing to give you this information, it feels. It's like they're kind of
0: like if someone complains, like they. oh, I feel like I'm being interrogated. That's a red flag. That's a huge red flag because the interview process is so important, especially in the BDSM world. Yeah.
1: You know, it's... It it feels very high protocol, sure, but it is all about your safety. It's high protocol
0: for a reason.
1: Exactly. And I feel like in a lot of uh, dynamics that are not inherently high protocol, this stuff gets forgotten more often than it should. Right. And I'm I'm telling you, just from seeing what I've seen from a few different communities, ask questions. And if you're not sure, bring somebody you trust to sit in with you while you ask those questions. So having a second pair of ears helps more than you can imagine
0: 100% particularly someone who's also in the community and knows what to look out for and can help you out check who they know check who is on their Fet Life friends list, check if they have a Life. there's a person that like
1: that I was vetting or helping somebody vet not long ago who openly said that yeah i go to this dungeon that you frequent all the time and i'm like really no you don't because like i go there quite frequently like not as frequent as i'd like because you know it's a two-hour drive but like really so i go and i shoot the guy that owns the place a message I'm like do you know this person and they're like who and a- awesome. boom like knowing those kinds of connections and like knowing people it helps And that's why it's, like, super handy and also very important and and helpful to be somewhat involved to the degree that you're comfortable with with your local community. Just knowing people. You don't even have to be involved. You just, even if you go to, like, like, fetish fairs or just public events, even if you go to a munch and just hang out and chat with people and eat, like, french fries and breadsticks. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can you can make such, so many connections, and it's just um, safety. Safety, safety, safety. The biggest piece of advice I can give is always look out for safety of yourself and the rest of your polycule. When it comes to looking for people, just try and meet, just try and get out and meet people um referencing the previous question if you're going to meet people online don't be a creep you know just and be honest with yourself and honest with each other both your poly, in your polycule and out what you need what you want and what you're looking for
0: yeah i literally couldn't have said it better myself i'm kind of lost for words actually that's perfect <laughs> Shall so, we do? Th- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dear. Oh, this is good. Dear Jazzercise. Jazzercise. Jazz. If you. <laughs> if you <laughs> Jazz hands. If you were to write
1: a little story that you'd want to be read to littles at bedtime, what would it be about? Would it be fantasy? Sci-fi? What's your dream? Night-night tale? it's from the sour caregiver lemon she her now is she sour like a lemon cough drop or is she sour like suck on a lemon and pucker
0: I would say sour like the like the pink lemonade you get at a local Chinese restaurant that shit's delicious Ooh, yeah okay and you know yeah you know exactly what I'm talking about oh yeah yeah that that hits my trans girl taste buds and just mmm it's different ever since e
1: i've had way too many sour things
0: like i've stripped so many layers of like taste buds off my tongue um, it's probably like why you can eat gross adult food like asparagus and broccoli. i straight up
1: have chemical burns on my tongue like one time they're healed and everything's fine but like i straight up chemical burned my tongue with warheads once oh, oh. i like That's the that. thing they can do if you eat too many of them too
0: quickly, they sure can. (laughs) So my dream night, night tale. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Um, I'll prank you with them later. No, don't. (laughs) Uh, well, as some people know, I don't talk about a lot, but I am a writer on the side. In addition to all the other things that I do, I'm also a writer. Uh, and I'm working on one that's like a slice of life, and then another one that is a sci-fi story, which I gave you the setting in the first chapter of, and Mimi, you, you said you really like it, and eventually want to, dip, excuse me, dig my heels in and write some more of it. For writing, but, good, y'all. Oh my god, it's really thank you. Thank you. But... So, you know, that's what I really like. Fantasy is really hard for me simply because, like, all of my fantasy storytelling gets funneled into Dungeons & Dragons and doesn't really escape the Forgotten Realms (laughs) a lot of the time, as it were. Um, And I just really enjoy writing Slice of Life and science fiction just because that's, like, a lot more familiar... To me like slides of life obviously is relatable by default but science fiction i feel like is it's kind of it's it, it for me it's a lot easier to look forward than to look at the past in terms of writing like the limits are so like unbound whereas like if you're writing a story in like say the 1940s you have a very strict like the technology looks like this infrastructure looks like this the world looks like this unless you reimagine it but it's still within certain confines so that's generally what i like to write um i the stuff i have written is like cgl content so i would say it is appropriate to read to littles before bedtime uh maybe i don't know uh i love reading abdl fan fiction (laughs) as i'm falling asleep uh so and some of it is like Super. I love like hurt comfort and like angst and like smushy feelsy fluff. That's my favorite thing to read. So you better believe that's what I incorporate into my writing and what I like to read before bed. Um, so yeah, that's a thing. Um, but when it comes to like my dream night, night tale, I really, really enjoy. I love being read too. Um, Pretty much anything, as long as it's like fiction or YA fiction, I'm there. Uh, One night, (laughs) Daddy read me the Communist Manifesto and I slept really well that night. It was great. If you pick your stories right, you can melt her into like beyond a puddle. It's how do you know that
1: I did that?
0: Where? Oh, my God.
1: Rude. That storybook is super short and super powerful all in the same time.
0: Oh, my God. Anyways, that is my take. Next question. I don't know. Maybe next time I'll bring it on the
1: show and I'll just have to read it for everybody. They can can get a listen, get a hear what that all sounds like. And then everybody else can melt with you.
0: Oh, my God. Uh... We'll have to do that last because obviously you won't be able to respond. Mm, I won't be able to stop the recording. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You'll have to teach me how to make that work or something. I don't know. Wait, no, I can't do that from my side. Hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll have Gray guest on the show. and then It'll be great. Don't worry. We'll, We'll... We're going to come back to this. It's going in like the parking lot. We're going to sh- we're going to shop this for a bit.
0: Um, I need so... aftercare. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> so we are we're starting to butt up on time. So why don't we do slug bugs question and then we can do. Uh... Yeah, do I just do slug bugs question? Yeah. Cool. Dear Jesse.
1: I want to tell one of my partners about a kink I have. In the past i've joked about it and they did not react well joking back that they wouldn't want to talk to me anymore both really like each other and i don't want to hide who i am from them how should i go about bringing this up in a healthy and safe way love's luck love.
0: well pronouns
1: she her Pronouns
0: ch- she her uh well let me put it to you straight um if you feel like there is something that you that is very like fundamental to yourself and your identity as a being to the point where you know you feel it's pertinent information to those who care about you specifically I mean partners you know that is something important to share with your partner and if your partner is not ready to accept that and wants to work on it. Great. If some if your partner is entirely unwilling to work on it and unwilling to listen, then you know maybe it's time to like reevaluate what that looks like. Because your partner should be able to accept and love you unconditionally for your entire self in being, not just like bits and pieces of who and what you are, but for your entire self. And, you know, some things take more time than others. Like, I know that you're not in ABDL, but just imagining if I, you know, had a different partner and I had to do the coming out process of ABDL again, which is awful. And they're like, yeah, no, I don't like that. I, you know, I would severely think, you know, maybe this isn't the relationship for me because I don't want to mute this very huge like cornerstone of my life. That's not something I'm willing to, that's not something I'm willing to give up for a relationship. And because, you know, at the end of the day, you will always be your number one priority. And while there will be people in your life that are very, very high priority, you are always your first priority. And you always have to take care of yourself first because in order to take care of others, you have to take care of yourself first. And that is what I think. I agree
1: with what you're saying. I think there's a couple things I'd like to add. Mm-hmm. I know that, and this kind of comes down to, like, it's the same thing when you need to talk to your partner about a meta talk. Like, bringing up tricky topics is stressful. It's worrisome, and there's a lot going through your head. You know, like, it's a big deal. There's a lot of stuff you're thinking about, and I totally get that stress. And honestly, it comes, like, comes back to one of the other things I said earlier in this episode is, you know, be real with yourself. Be upfront and honest with yourself about why is this important to you? Like, is, is this something that is just very, very significant to you? What's the level of importance? What's the level of interest? You know, and what do you need or what does this give you? And don't be afraid to just sit down and write it out. Sometimes writing things out gives you perspective on what you want and what you need. And then when you're ready, you know, set it up, you know, set the conversation up in a safe place. Talk to them, you know, um, and don't be afraid to bring your notes with you. Honestly, if you need them, like, it's,
0: there's nobody telling you, you can't bring them daddy and i literally write down notes and bring them to conversations all the time if it
1: helps you explain the significance of this to you good and if if it bothers you and if it concerns you that they've joked around about not wanting to talk to you in the past if you had you know brought that up or been interested Bring that up, yeah. Like, clear the air, like cards on the table, because like you can't have any of that if you're gonna. Like I get it, and I get where the the stress and the fear and the worry comes from. But if you're gonna sit down and you've done all this preparation to talk to them, and you're gonna you know take that step, you know, just just heave it, cards on the table this is what it is and see where it goes because you can't have those kinds of things hanging over your head or still sitting there worrying you if you're gonna like if you're gonna do it then just just have at it the worst thing the worst thing that could happen is it goes exactly the way you were hoping it would and in that case you're you've done all this thought process and you've plotted it all out you're at least somewhat more prepared for it it's gonna suck if that happens yes I understand and and you will always have support that of people who will be able to help you through that but you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take
0: absolutely
1: and you know if you ever need people to bounce ideas off of or just soundboard I know I can speak for myself I, I I. probably speak for jazzy i don't want to speak for her without her consent can i speak for you jazzy do i have your consent when jazzy is online you can talk to her there you go okay Jazzy (laughs) jazzy has spoken you can talk to me no matter what if i just shoot me a dm and if you need it i will you know respond as soon as i can and you know if you just need somebody to soundboard
0: we're here and the entire server is here too I'm not speaking for more than one person. Don't, <laughs> I'm si-
1: don't do that. Don't speak
0: for other people. <laughs> I'm just saying you can just throw it into the ether of the server, and if someone doesn't want to respond to it, they won't. And if there someone is- does want does want to respond to it, they will. It's a tough. It's a
1: tough thing to talk to people when you're nervous about the outcome. It but is. I guarantee you, you're gonna miss every shot. You and it's up to you to decide if that shot is worth taking.
0: And like people were saying, at the end of the day, the worst thing that can happen is you dodge a bullet with a partner that wouldn't be cool with your kink.
1: And like the thing to remember too is even if like there's different levels of of being okay with things too. Like I have friends that are beautifully healthy relationships and they one of them has kinks that the other person is just not into but the that doesn't cause dissonance because maybe you're into a kink like it would the line gets tricky when you have a kink that you want them to be involved in but remember that relationships and partners and partnerships are all about communication right so you can set gradients and set boundaries of what kinds of things are okay to engage with what are not like some things, maybe I have a friend um, that is very deep in the ABDL scene, but their partner can't, they can't do changes. They'll do a lot of all the other stuff. They'll, you know, but when it comes to just getting down and changing diapers, it's something that they can't do. And that's their boundary, but, be, you know, they talk about it and they work through what works for each of them, you know, together. To to badly quote Star, Star Wars, you know, only sick, um, no, don't deal in absolutes, you know? Yeah, that's the quote. Well, the quote is only Sith deal in absolutes, but... The whole sick thing was I was going to replace the word Sith with something, but I couldn't think of something decent and nice to say. So don't, <laughs> don't deal in absolutes, just c- compromise and talk about it. And right. it, I, I, I can pretty much say that, like, more times than not, it's not going to go the way you're afraid of more times than not i'm not saying it's never going to but like you'd be surprised at how good people can be
0: right at the end of the day you shouldn't be courting someone who only allows you to have certain fetishes that's not cool
1: yeah
0: and i'm saying that as someone who came from a relationship where that was the reality and it sucked so you should absolutely always be with someone who, even if they don't want to participate in your kinks, validates you and allows you to have those kinks. So, yeah. Was there anything else we wanted to tack on to that one?
1: No, I think I. 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 I nope.
0: Cool. I appreciated your Star Wars reference, by the way.
1: It was a bad reference, but you know. Oh, I gosh. had oh i had somebody tell me the coolest theory about star wars and i'm all i'm so here for it let's close the show out on it if you look at there's two things going on in the prequel trilogy one two and three Mm -hmm. the big one is that it's like it's all about anakin's downfall right right think about this he is constantly looking for approval from Obi-Wan. Right. And the second he starts getting it, Obi-Wan fucks off to Utapau to go and fight Grievous. And if he had been able... Because Obi-Wan started with, you know, staunchly believing, you know, this kid shouldn't be trained. Mm -hmm. If there was a time where he started showing more approval, I'm pretty sure... He would have been more comfortable talking to Obi Wan about his problems. More talk, comfortable talking to him about what's going on. Probably would have avoided ninety percent of the whole crap because he wouldn't have to do get the approval from Palpatine in the first place. That said, right. he's effectively just born of the Force from what we know because, like, we don't know who the father is. First, two, you know, we know canon that his. Capabilities with the Force are just stupid, crazy high. Mm -hmm. is inherently possible that his abilities are so powerful that he doesn't realize when he's using the Force at times.
0: Okay.
1: Think about it. He goes... He meets Padme first time. You can tell that she's pretty much got his number as this annoying little kid. Sure. He spends all of his childhood and early adolescence thinking about this one girl she hasn't given a second thought to this kid yeah based on how they interact the second that they meet up again but somehow when they go over to the planet where he's the bodyguard with like what they spent a couple days together and now she's madly in love with him like what if he's so focused on her that he's using the force to influence her without realizing it. Fast forward to episode three, when he feels utterly betrayed and like he's losing her, again, she the force that he doesn't know he's using is killing her. She's alive, he feels it, but he doesn't realize that he's using the force and it is killing her. And because of that super focused connection, When he's being put together on the table into Darth Vader, the same time that she's dying, his pain is lashing out and killing her. Huh. It's like, it's like Harry Potter syndrome. He doesn't like when he he knows that it's there. He knows he has abilities. He doesn't always realize when he's using it or how to control what he's doing.
0: That is really interesting. Right? (laughs) Huh. Brings a whole new
1: perspective to everything that happens in those movies.
0: I was going to say, yeah, no, that brings a lot to the table. Because the one thing we know about the Force, especially
1: from the light side of the Force with the Jedi Order, is that it is a bitch
0: that can influence
1: a lot.
0: Yeah, it is. I'm just saying,
1: like, I mean, like,
0: I'm here for this theory. You know what? I I think I can get on board with this theory. I think it's a pretty cool theory. I think it's a great theory. And you know what else? I think this was a great episode. You almost didn't fuck up the intro. I almost didn't fuck up the intro. Almost. I was like this close.
1: One of these days you'll be old enough to say it right.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Rude. Don't make me bring my storybooks to the podcast next week.
0: That is unnecessary. (laughs) Uh, Dear Jazzy is an at oddswithgod.com production. Visit us online at oddswithgod.com. Please support the Patreon at patreon.com slash jasminestarshine. Thank you, everyone, for donating to the show and the Patreon. It It has reached another tier of like completion and I'm freaking out, and thank you so much for the support, everyone. I love you all. Uh please hit me up on Patreon, get you some jazzy porn. Uh Mimi, plug your shit. You can find me twitter.com slash bell knock. That's
1: B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T or soundcloud.com backslash Miss Mimi's lullabies. Check me out for commissions. I'll have a price sheet up soon, probably within the next week. Um, if you want your own personalized lullaby or story or whatever the heck I'm doing please hit me up and we can discuss
0: yeah that is all I got any closing thoughts don't be a creep folks don't be Don't be a creep don't be a creep we will see you next time thank you for listening ciao